This is Under the Dome. On today's episode, we're taking a look at what's happening in North Carolina politics for the week of Monday, June 14th. Welcome to Under the Dome. I'm Colin Campbell, editor of the NC Insider, here with Don Vaughn, uh, in person for a podcast for the first time in a while. We are coming to you from the padded wall bunker closet room in the basement of the legislative building, a really fancy spot to, to record a podcast. Colin is sitting on a trash can right now. Yeah, we are uh, super fancy audio producers here with a fancy studio and a trash can to sit on um, in a closet. Um, So we are in the legislative building where we've wrapped up this week um, and want to give you an update on what's happening uh, this coming week in state politics. Um, And we are definitely on budget watch now, um, but it's sounding, Don, like there's maybe not going to be a development on the Senate budget this week that we might be looking at the week after, uh, debating on how quickly they can get it together. Right. So there ain't no party like a budget party for those of us that are excited about state budgets. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's the week of the 21st. But, you know, anyone that has ever been to the legislative building knows there are no... uh, Time is relative. uh, Yes, exactly. So probably early that week, we will see the actual budget document from the Senate. It could be not early, early in the week. It could be a, a very surprise of you know, before over the weekend. So we don't we don't know exactly. That's the fun of predictions is you can tell us later how how wrong or or right we were. Um, But basically, the week of the 21st is definitely going to. Well, I shouldn't have said definitely, but budget Senate talk as far as what the claim is. Yes. Well, the Senate leader, Berger, has said this. So we'll uh, take his word for it that that is actually going to be the general time frame of the of the Senate budget. And then, yeah, so they've agreed on their spending number. And then it's the Senate budget, and they'll probably pass it by the end of the week, Berger said. Um, this is the week after our current week, of which you're listening, if you're keeping track of all the weeks. Then more weeks of the House, then more weeks of the conference, and then whatever Cooper does. So it's budget ride times. Yeah, yeah Berger told us today that he thought that, you know, if all goes well with the timeline, we're still talking about probably August before it goes to the governor. And then uh, I was looking back at 2019 when uh, session dragged into well into the fall because we didn't have a budget. We had the veto override votes that didn't really go very far. And then we had a bunch of mini budgets and that took us well into October. So we'll we'll see if that's the result this year or if, you know, magically everyone comes together by August. Um, But to jump back to this week, since this week is probably not going to be all that budget focused, um, a couple of big bills, uh, particularly moving their way through the Senate, um, the first of which you've been covering a lot. It's this transparency bill uh, about state employee records and what what's considered public, what's considered not. It's been a big fight between the North Carolina Press Association um, and the State Employees Association of North Carolina. So where does that stand and, and what are we expecting this week on that? So it's interesting that it goes back. I mean, this is an old issue. So, you know, Governor Cooper at one point was in the state legislature and he sponsored a bill and I believe it was 1997. And I think it had discipline records maybe in the name of the bill. It didn't go anywhere. Then I want to say around 2011, there was another bill that didn't go anywhere for different reasons. And when I first started writing about this bill, Artis Watkins from CNEC, the um, State Employees Association, um, said that she was the one, you know, fighting it, you know, a decade ago, and here it is back again. It was more or less the same version. So it has been in committee so many times. This round, it is Republican-sponsored, and the primary sponsor is Senator Sanderson, who has been basically leading 
this its many trips in Senate Judiciary, and it's gotten tweaks here and there after Scenic has spoken and a lot of other people um, at the committee meetings and addressing some Democrat questions about what about HIPAA and due process. And, and the end result of the bill is that before this is made public, your entire um, uh, process will, will be played out. And when you say, what is this that's made public? It's so funny that everyone jokes with the phrase, this is a simple bill, but it is simple. If I had a then, dollar every time I heard a legislator say that. <laughs> but it is simple and because I've read this bill and the PCS so many times. Right now, the way the uh, state public records law works is you have to give a general description for a um, government employee promotion. So what the bill does is add a general description for a government employee, not just promotion, but these four or five things that include demotions, discipline, transfer. So discipline is kind of this overall word that we use, but it's just the four reason, four or five reasons for someone's job change in a negative way, potentially, where the current law is they have that description for um, for promotion. But that's it. There's nothing else in the yeah. records. We keep hearing this claim that it's your entire personnel record. So the worry is like, what if my coworker, what if you come and complain about something I said at work and it doesn't result in me being disciplined, but it's still in my file somewhere. I think there's a concern that that's going to get out. Like it's not really the, but it's not really the entire personnel file that's if, in the HR record. No, right? if it resulted in one of these things like a demotion, a transfer, then a general description would become public record um, and only after the whole appeals process played out. So that was a big thing that um, Scenic was opposed to when this first came up in committee was having the chance of, of sorting this out. And so at first they said, well, when are we going to make this public? And there was a time where the version of the bill said it would be 30 days after the end of the process. And now the current version is it's once the process has been completely completely played out. And so their concern now is the that process itself and the worries that employees will have. And um, Democrat uh, Senator Muhammad had raised in committee the other day that, you know, what is this going to do to morale? And so that those are the, from the state employee groups, those are the, are their concerns. The North Carolina Press Association, which, you know, have to add that the News and Observer, Charles Observer is a member of the Press Association. They they're arguing that a majority of other states in the country have this, that you can walk in and find out all sorts of things. And North Carolina hasn't for all this time, for decades, which is why this has come up every decade or so. So this is the current round of it coming up. Whether it will go forward, nobody knows. But if it does, it would be Potentially, if you all are listening to this on Monday, like Monday night, tonight on the Senate floor or Tuesday, that's what Berger said to me as of uh, Thursday. So so we'll see. It was going to go to the floor before and then was sent back to committee to work out a few more things. And so we'll see. Again, this is only in the Senate, not even anywhere near the House. So it's still pretty early in the process, but um, that's that's where we are. So it, it's on the table again now. Yeah, not, not the killing amendment of lie upon the table, but actually something yeah, that could on the table happen. to be can really considered. Um, and it has been an interesting uh, thing with Republicans and uh, running it and some concerns from Democrats. So we'll see where the uh, vote ends up coming down in the Senate this week when we get a floor vote on that. Um, other big thing uh, coming up this week, um, it was mostly in committee this past week, 
was a trio of different election-related bills that the Senate is uh, Senate Republicans are pushing. Uh, most controversial of which appears to be uh, tweaking the absentee ballot deadline. If you remember from last year, uh, state law usually gives you a couple days if you postmark your ballot by election date and get it in the mail uh, for the elections board to receive it and would still count. They extended that this past year. That was a whole big controversy uh, with Republicans worried that that was going to sort of open the door to people who are kind of voting after the, the polls were really closed. Uh, so this bill is basically going to make sure that um, the deadline is even tighter than it was before, that you have to get that ballot in, have it received by 5 o'clock on Election Day. So if you're thinking about sticking it in the mail a couple days before Election Day, uh, maybe think again because um, there's a decent chance that if it got there late, your ballot gets thrown out. Um, so if you're trying to vote absentee and it's the last minute, either do it with plenty of time to, to get in the mail or uh, drive down to the Elections Board yourself to, to be sure it's going to count. That's contentious, of course, because uh, some voting rights groups like Democracy North Carolina are arguing that that's going to result in uh, thousands of ballots thrown out that um, were actually cast and put in the mailbox, you know, by morning of election day, uh, but don't get to the elections board it's in time. Um, the other ones uh, are a little bit perhaps less controversial. Um, there's one about voter ID um, that would uh create some funding for teams to go door to door and not necessarily door to door, but door to door by request, come to your front door uh, to help you get a photo ID, sort of addressing the concern in some of the voter ID lawsuits that some people would find it difficult to go to the DMV um, and get the free ID that's available there. Um, this would allow people to just, I guess, call a phone number and have somebody come to their door and, and make them the ID. Um, so we'll see how that plays out, if that passes, how that affects uh, the the overall um, state of lawsuits. Um, so that that'll be a, an interesting one to watch. Um, and then uh, there's some lighter things on the the calendar next week. The one that I was sort of interested in, just because it's it's one of those things you don't think about um, or I hadn't heard about before, is the East Coast Greenway and the state trail system. Don, are you familiar with the state trail system at all and which things are <laughs> an official tra state trail or just a trail? I love the Capital Area Greenway that, from the city of Raleigh, which I've used many times. And, and uh, when I covered Durham, a lot about the American Tobacco Trail. And all across the state, there are all these local trails. Yeah. So if there's like a, a connected state system, yeah. I, that seems like something which that most people would like. Which you probably didn't realize, and I didn't either because I like the, the News River Trail in Raleigh, is that parts of that are actually the East Coast Greenway. So you can get on that, and you could go all the way to the Florida Keys, or you could go all the way north to Maine, um, and there's actually two different routes in North Carolina, one that goes from coming in from Virginia and Granville County and then comes out at Wilmington and, and Brunswick County around Myrtle Beach. And then another one, if, you, if you're a coastal person, you can come in through the, the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, come through Camden County, and then go down the coast to join the rest of the trail at Wilmington. But it's not, as you can imagine, there's not really a Greenway Trail right now for that. So if you look at the map, it's like, yeah, you can go through Raleigh on the beautiful News River Trail. And then you're on the side of roads in Johnston County going through scenic downtown Wilson's Mills. So the, the hope long term is that they can change that. And so the bill that's going through this week is sort of a step in that direction by making the East Coast Greenway in North Carolina a state trail. Uh, the idea is that it could be eligible for funding for more pro local projects to make more of that a trail and less of that a, well, 
come on down and hike down the side of the road here in you know the rural areas of North Carolina. Although I understand that some people do that. The Mountains to Sea Trail is, is the better known version that goes from the mountains to the sea. I know um, North Carolina loves talking about the things on like the, the border edges of east and west. Yeah, exactly. Go from side to side, up and down, all across the no state. No one's all like, you know, the Piedmont or the Sand Hills. Where's that trail? Maybe yeah. there is one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It probably is in the works. Maybe eventually will be part of the state trail system. But the hope is they can get uh, more funding there's some federal funding apparently available, as I understand, uh, that will allow for more of these projects and make more of this a, a trail going forward. So this bill that's going forward doesn't actually have any money with it, but uh, Norm Sanderson, a senator who's supporting it, uh, said last week that um, he's really hoping that this gets in that direction. They can get money in the budget uh, to do more greenway projects uh, along this route so that it is more of a tourist attraction, more of a way to get people into particularly eastern North Carolina. So that'll be... A fun one to watch. It's something, too, that, you know, a lot of people want to move away from car, car, everything. And this is something that people who are all about multimodal, like, you know, bikes, walking, everything else. So I'm sure, like, the all the trail supporters will be out there in, in some form. Yeah, exactly. And while there's not that many people who, like, have the, the gumption to do Maine to the Florida Keys, I mean, all those sections get pretty heavy local use. Um and to the extent that some of them are are following like commuter paths, you know, there there are ways in Raleigh, depending on what your commute is, that you you could maybe bike to work from you know North Raleigh downtown. Um, I in don't a know scenic how. way, somehow. yeah. We have a lot of trees, so at least the trees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, enjoy the city of Oaks that way. So uh, that's sort of the, the lighter one to watch, but certainly a, a busy week, uh, particularly in the Senate. Um, the House is probably going to do things one or two days like they seem to like to cram it in. And uh, so far, we don't have much agendas for that, as is often the case for the House. So uh, yeah. we'll call the House a wild card for this coming week. And, uh, you know, your guess is as good as mine for what bills go through that chamber. They could take up the Senate tax plan that just passed. We know that's going to end up in the budget anyway. The House could do something with it. I don't know. That's what's fun yeah. about the House. Yeah. yeah. Or they create their own tax plan or they just wait for the budget and, you know, they'll get a surprise in two or three months down the road. So. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, So on that note, uh, thanks so much for joining me for this edition of Under the Dome. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider. And sign up for our weekly political newsletter at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.